0: So, take your Bible and turn with me to the book of Revelation. Today, we're in chapter 8, and we're going to consider today the prayers of the saints. And I pray that uh, this message will be an encouragement to you. Uh, I have been receiving so much encouragement from all of you. I told Linda, I said, I want to find who the committee chairman is around here that decides who calls and contacts the Currys when with words of encouragement. Um, it's amazing to me, uh, one day I'll get a text from Mike Cummins and he'll say, I'm praying for you all today, how are you doing? Is there anything that you need? And then I'll get a text from Anastasia, we prayed for you today. And then I'll get a text from uh, Melissa and Paul. Uh, we're praying for you. Are you doing okay today? Is there anything you need? And uh, I usually respond by saying just your prayers and your patience. <laughs> and then I'll get a call from Bill Wood. And uh, the next day I'll get a, uh, a card in the mail from Don and Ann Youth uh, in Florida. So I know there's a committee around here somewhere that's uh, he- organizing all this. Because every day we get some kind of word of encouragement from you. And uh, we want to thank you. And we praise God for you. And we give thanks to God for your patience and your prayers as we journey to, to, together. Um, if there is no such committee, then you are guilty of following the Holy Spirit. And I praise God for that. I thank God for that. Today we are... Um, peering a little deeper into the temple area, the temple grounds, um, in this dramatic book called Revelation. And you remember that in the middle of this book, there are seven seals, which open seven trumpets, which opens uh, seven um, tableaus or short stories, which opens seven bowls of wrath. And these multiplications of sevens is how uh, John describes the perfect revelation of God to us and how we are to continue to be faithful to God even in the midst of perilous times. He doesn't say that God will take us away from perilous times. He does say that God will be with us in our times of trial, in our times of testing, uh, in our times of trial and so when we read today in chapter 8 of revelation we are brought a little closer to the throne room uh, of god and we are are introduced to the prayers of the saints and they are given to us as incense Um, the prayers of the saints are offered as incense Uh, when you enter the worship of the temple you see things you smell things, you hear things, and uh, you are exposed in all dimensions of the presence of Almighty God. Because Almighty God is with us in all the dimensions of our life. And if we will open our senses to Him, uh, we will know that He is with us. Uh, it's easy to get caught up in, in our, our struggles, our trials, our trials. And forget that God is really active where we are. And we call out to God, how long, O Lord? In fact, that was the prayers of the saints in the previous chapters. Uh, How long, O Lord, before we are vindicated for the uh, suffering that we are going through in our lifetime? And so when we come to chapter 8, we come to the prayers of the saints that are offered as incense unto God. Verse 3 says, Another angel came and stood at the altar, holding a golden censer. And much incense was given to him, that he might add it to the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer, and he filled it with the fire of the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there followed peals of thunder. Sounds of flashes and of lightning and an earthquake. And the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound them. Today as we speak about prayer, we need to encourage each other to be prayer warriors. I appreciate so much the prayer ministry of this church, uh, how hard you work at keeping up with the prayer concerns and the prayer needs of each other, and that you're faithful to pray. I want to encourage you in prayer today because God answers our prayers. And like incense coming up from the altar, so are the prayers of the saints. One of the reasons we need to continue to pray faithfully is because our battle is fierce. Our battle is fierce. In all the images of this book of Revelation, there is a cosmic battle that's greater than we can comprehend. There's a battle between good and evil. There's a battle between holiness and unrighteousness. Uh, There's a battle between love and evil. And you and I know, because of the cross of Jesus Christ, through His death and His resurrection from the dead, that God wins out in this battle. But through the book of Revelation, we begin to peer and see what we normally do not see as the curtain is moved away or as the curtain is unveiled. Uh, That's really what revelation means. It means the unveiling of a curtain. We can see things that we haven't seen before. And there is a fierce ongoing battle in the spiritual realm taking place as we seek to worship God right now in spirit and in truth. And we need to be aware of it. Our enemy is not each other. Our enemy is not flesh and blood. Our enemy is not even the principalities and the powers of this world. Our enemy is the evil forces of this world that's trying to destroy us. Jesus put it this way. The old deceiver, Satan himself, comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The life that God offers to us is eternal, and Satan wants you to die. He's doing everything in his, that he can in his power for you to disobey God and for you to be thrown into this place called the lake of fire for eternity. Remember, there are two judgments that we stand before. One is the judgment seat of Christ, and the other is the great white throne judgment of God. The judgment seat of Christ is the is the seat of mercy and grace standing before Jesus Christ. The great white throne judgment that you find in Re- 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 Revelation chapter 19 is the Time where the deeds of those who have died come back. We give an account of those deeds. And if your name is not found written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you were cast into this place called the Lake of Fire. And death and hell itself are cast into this place of the Lake of Fire. These are images that are hard for us to grasp. These are images of a power struggle that's greater than we can can, can conceive. But you need to know that God is victorious in this battle. It is a fierce battle, but nothing is more powerful than our God. Nothing is more uh, victorious than the Lord our God. And so we are encouraged in this book of the Bible to be Nikes. Remember that word that I gave you the other Sunday? N-I-K-E, in the uh, letters to the seven churches, he says, I want you to do this, I want you to accomplish this, I want you to accomplish that. Each of those promises that God gave to the seven churches is the same promises that God gives in Revelation 21 and 22. And so we are encouraged to be faithful and to overcome because the battle that we face is fierce and is serious and people are falling every day to this battle of sin and destruction i hope that takes your heart uh, that that your heart takes this seriously and that you will begin to pray for the lost around you the lost that are in your family that are the lost that are in this building right now uh, the lost that are hearing the gospel for the very first time. Uh, last Sunday, we prayed over the Christmas boxes. And those are going out to children around the world that have never heard about Jesus Christ. And we, we live in a time where we think everybody's heard about Jesus, but they haven't. They just haven't. And uh, these children will open these boxes. It'll be the first Christmas they've ever had in their life. And they will get a toy, they'll get some kind of coloring object, and, uh, but they'll also get a copy of the gospel of Christ. Our culture, our, our state is going to do the same thing in the spring. Uh, we're going to be sharing the gospel with every household in our county this spring, right before e- e- Easter. Uh, we're going to have a little packet. It's going to have uh, a sample of the church uh, pages in it. It's going to have a DVD, and the DVD is going to be the gospel story of G- Jesus Christ. And it's the same story about Jesus that our missionaries take to the um, m- mission field and, uh, and view there. And it, it's, the, um, it's the story of Christ, it's the story of his life, and it's a call to salvation and believe in Jesus Christ. So it's the gospel, and it's going out to every home. And we want every home to have a copy. So uh, what I want you to do in Akron Baptist Church is to say, I'm going to show up, I'm going to take some packets out, and I'm going to leave it at these houses um, on the week that we're going to distribute those. I don't have dates for you yet, but that's forthcoming. And, uh, but get yourself ready. Get your mind ready. Get, get your brain around this. I want to reserve a week in my life where I care more about my community than I do myself. I want my neighbors to to know the gospel. I want them to hear about Jesus, and I don't want anybody to be left out. And so we're going to take the gospel and and place it in these packets, and we're going to put it in every home in Meade County, and uh, I'd love to see Akron Baptist Church take the lead on that. Uh, Shortly, we're coming up on the Lottie Moon Christmas Offering, and I pray that this year we'll not only reach our goal, but we will exceed our goal. Uh, Our missionaries are counting on us. Half of what they need to stay on the mission field is uh, raised or received, if you will, during this Lottie Moon Christmas offering. And uh, we've done very well so far uh, every year, and we want to keep doing that. And we want to keep our missionaries on the uh, mission field. We have 3,500 missionaries serving full-time around the world, and they're getting the gospel to lost people. And the battle is fierce. The obstacles are huge. The cost is expensive uh, to keep the gospel out there, to keep the missionaries on the mission field. But we want them to know that we support them and that we pray for them. Whenever a missionary comes to your church and gives a report about the activity of God on the mission field, the first thing they ask us to do is pray. That's the first thing. Without prayer, our work is ineffective. But with prayer, God multiplies His work, He multiplies our efforts, and uh, and those seeds that are sown, a lot of them go to the good soil that we never hear about. There are many, many people in the Muslim countries that are now being converted to Christ because the gospel continues to go out faithfully. And our missionaries are serving in places that they cannot reveal where they are, but they're being protected under the, under the hand of God, and the Word of God continues to go out, and many Muslims are starting to come to Christ because they realize that in their religion, there is no hope. Uh, there's only the, uh, you know, the possibility that they may get to go to heaven. If you ask an Islamic person, when you die, will you be able to go, go to heaven? And their response will go so- so something like this, if, if God wills. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I want to have more hope than that. I, I, I want to know that uh, when I breathe my last here on this earth, uh, I'm going to be with the Lord in heaven. And the Bible tells me that I can be assured of that by faith in Jesus Christ. And so the people of these religions of the world, whether it be Hindu or Buddhist or Islamic, are beginning to see the emptiness of their religion. And once they see the emptiness of their religion, we give the certainty of the hope of the resurrected Jesus Christ. And because Christ is raised from the dead, our hope is sure, our hope is secure, and uh, the, the battle has been fought and been won at the cross of Jesus Christ. So pray, because our battle is fierce. I was reading yesterday in the book of 1 Peter chapter 4, where Peter talks about the enemy that we deal with being like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Um, One time I took a trip to Kenya, and they took us out to the park area where we could see some of the animals, and we were hoping to see lions. You know, lions out in the wilderness and the woods and so forth. So we got on the, the truck, and we rode out into the park area, and we looked and we looked and we, we didn't see a lion. We didn't see a lion. And I asked the driver, I said, uh, where are the lions? And he said, well, they're right on the other side of those, those hedgerows, just, just over there. There's tall grass, it's kind of yellow looking. He said, they're just on the other side. They blend in, you really can't see them. And I said, well, I, you know, I'm looking, but I don't see them. <laughs> and then he said, but they see you. They see you. Oh, I'll never forget that. And I thought, that's the very image that 1 that Peter uses in talking about Satan. He's like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Our battle is fierce. Our enemy is fierce. And God re- responds to our prayer. It, it's like the, the answer is there. God invites us to engage with him in providing the response to the needs that are out there. Our battle is fierce, so we want to keep praying. Pray number two, because our prayers are effective. The Bible says that the prayers in the book of James, that the prayers of a righteous person availeth much. God hears the prayers of his saints. Well, you say, I I don't know if I'm qualified. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm holy enough. Well, folks, number one, you'll never be holy enough for God to hear you. God hears you because he wants to know uh, who you really are. He wants to hear your heart. He knows what you're thinking. He knows when you're angry with him. He knows when you're happy with him. He knows when you've been at unrest and, 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 or at peace. Uh, he knows what's going on in your life. He wants to have a conversation with you. And he wants that conversation to go something like this. Can we just talk? Can can, can you just get off your heart, what's on your heart? Can can we just be open and authentic and honest here and talk with each other about our relationship? You know, good communication is the heart of any healthy relationship. And all that we believe about God is a relationship. And prayer is the communication in that relationship with Almighty God. And that He already knows what you're thinking. He just wants to hear you say it. He just wants to hear you say it. Because you need to hear yourself be honest. You you need to hear yourself struggle with the great issues of life that you're struggling with, maybe even now. God wants to hear that. Because He has for you a hope an assurance that He is faithful and that He is with us. So pray because our battle is fierce. Pray because our prayers are effective. God hears and God answers. And thirdly, pray because our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. In the book of Revelation, again and again we see um, the saints are wondering how long will the persecution go? How long will this trial last? You've been there. You've asked God that same question. How long will I have to grieve? How long will I have to put up with this? How long will I have to endure this? What will it take for me to get through what I'm going through right now? And the Lord is saying to us, I'll be there with you. I will not abandon you. I will not forsake you, but I will be with you and because god is with us we are not alone he is with us every step of the way the very word emmanuel means god with us and it's the character of god to have released his hold on heaven and to allowed himself to take on the form of a bond and being made in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man He humbled himself. He became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. God is faithful. One day, every knee will bow before the Lord Jesus Christ and admit that he is God and that he is Lord and that he is righteous and that He is holy, and He loves you. He loves you with a holy love. He loves you with an undying love. He loves you with an eternal love that cannot stop. In fact, there's nothing you can do to make God stop loving you. God loves you. Now will you just open yourself to His presence? Now will you just offer to Him like incense that, uh, you know, flows up, You see the little smoke coming up when you see incense uh, burning to God. That's the image of our prayers. Going up to heaven and God hearing and God answering and God responding. Let prayer be the first spiritual exercise in your life. Let it be the first thing you do in the morning when you put your feet on the floor. Let, Let it be the first conversation that you have with the Lord as you start your day. Will you bow your head with me at this time? There may be someone here today who has yet to give their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And today is your opportunity to let Jesus have control of your life, to forgive you of sin, and to take you to heaven. And uh, I just encourage you today while we sing this next song that you'll just come and sit right here on the front pew, and we'll counsel after service is over. We'll talk some more. We'll pray together. And we'll help you to commit your life to Christ. And let him be Lord of your life. Father, we thank you for the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for your love that is eternal. Lord, that we can have a prayer conversation with you uh, all day long. That we can pray without ceasing. That we can have an honest conversation with you. Because you already know what we're thinking. And it's your Holy Spirit that is drawing from us with groans that we can't even speak of. what our hearts are really feeling, what our hearts are really saying. And we can trust you. We can depend upon you. You really do hear. You really do answer. You really do uh, stay faithful to us. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to the Sunday morning worship service of the Ekron Baptist Church. You too can accept the eternal life offered by Jesus Christ. First, admit that you are a sinner. Then believe that Jesus Christ can forgive you of your sins and ask Him to come into your heart and change your life. Then confess your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. If you've made this decision today, write to us at the Akron Baptist Church, 2775 Hayesville Road, Akron, Kentucky, 40117. If you're looking for a church home, we invite you to be a part of our growing family with programs and Bible studies for all ages. Join us next Sunday at 11 a.m. for morning worship from the Akron Baptist Church. Until that time, may God bless.